Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music-filled trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Since 1983, Eddie Trunk has been the voice for fans of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. A best-selling author, host of TV's That Metal Show, and seven national radio shows, including Trunk Nation, daily on Sirius XM. Interesting. Eddie offers the world his newsmaking interviews, passionate analysis, honest commentary, and who knows what else. So welcome to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. everybody to another episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast, which is new every Thursday at podcastone.com and iTunes. Thank you for downloading, streaming, and checking it out. Of course, you can listen all the time at Apple Podcasts or at podcastone.com. And I appreciate you guys tuning in and checking it out each and every week around the world. Hear from so many people who enjoy the Eddie Trunk podcast and the interviews that I bring to you each and every week. And again, I remind you that the interviews that you hear on this podcast come from my SiriusXM show, Trunk Nation, which you can hear live daily, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on SiriusXM channel 106 volume. The show is called Trunk Nation. It is nothing but rock talk each and every day. It replays every night, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern, or you can listen anytime you want on the SiriusXM app. If you have Sirius or XM satellite radio, please join me for Trunk Nation on volume 106. Hear the full picture of everything we do on a daily basis if you're in the U.S. or Canada. Outside of the U.S. or Canada, well, you can't subscribe to SiriusXM, but I hope you enjoy what we're able to bring to you here on the podcast each and every Thursday. As usual, follow me on social media for up to the second info and updates at Eddie Trunk on Twitter, where I am most active, Instagram, fan page on Facebook, all just my name, and EddieTrunk.com is my official online home. All of my appearances are on the homepage of the website, and I've got some great stuff coming up that I hope if uh, you are in the area, you will join me for. And some of those great things, as I as I speak to you, go to my own website to tell you about the things coming up, <laughs> because that's how I do it, to find out where I'm going to be and what the hell I'm doing myself, as inevitably I end up going to my own website. And that's what I'm doing right now. And as it loads up and I look, my upcoming appearances include the Stanhope House, Stanhope, New Jersey, on July 19th, doing one of my speaking Q&A shows. Those are a lot of fun. Live Stump the Trunk, taking questions, talking rock, just like I do on volume, but with a live audience. July 19th, Stanhope House, Stanhope, New Jersey. Also, I'll be doing that on July 26th, Janesville, Wisconsin, at the Back Bar. And in New Bedford, Mass. on September 6th, that's at the Vault Music Hall. Those are all speaking Q&A shows. Also, join me at Warehouse Live in Houston on August 17th as I host Tom Kiefer. I'll be in Huntington Beach, California, September 28th, 29th, hosting Sammy Hagar's High Tide Beach Party. Exit 111 Fest. It's going to be massive starting October 11th in Manchester, Tennessee. Don't forget about the Megadeth Cruise, the Mega Cruise, going out October uh, 13, and that is at megacruise.com for more information there. And Punta Cana, Dominican Republic, Breathless Spawn Resort for 80s in the Sand, kicking off November 2nd. All info, updates, links to buy tickets, all at eddytrunk.com. And like I said, if you follow, check the website, 
And if not for anything else, be sure to follow on Twitter at Eddie Trunk for up to the second news, info, and updates. We got a great interview for you this week. It is with an old friend who I've known 30 years and is celebrating the landmark record that came out 30 years ago when the world first heard of Sebastian Bach. My interviews with Sebastian are always newsworthy, always entertaining. And this week's is no exception. We'll get to Baz in a second. Also, though, very important, want to tell you about the American Heart Association. You probably have heard of the American Heart Association. They are a relentless force dedicated to fighting heart disease and stroke with a mission to bring the world longer and healthier lives. Who doesn't want that? So they're sponsoring our show to keep your heart pumping while you listen to all the great stuff on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. So while you're listening to this episode, try standing up, try walking around, maybe doing a little exercise to it. It certainly does help. If you're sitting down right now, stand up. If you sit back down and stand up a few more times, you've done some squats, which means you're on a path to being healthier. There are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, podcasts about things like true crime with some hot, mysterious man who turned out not to be a doctor who embezzled and lived a double life you're supposed to hate him but you kind of loved him right and i don't blame you for binge listening to juicy content that leaves your heart racing but the american heart association wants podcasts to get your heart racing in a different way like the kind of heart racing that's actually good for your heart by moving while you listen so next time You listen to a podcast, go for a run or even walk, do a lunge or two, get your heart rate up for 30 minutes a day. Five days a week could literally change your life. So uh, as the as the copy said here about the podcast, some hot, mysterious man could be some hot, mysterious woman, too, for all the guys in my audience. And I know there are a ton of those listening. (laughs) So whatever applies Get your heart rate up for 30 minutes a day, five days a week. It could literally change your life. Make moves at heart.org. All right. So Sebastian Bach, God knows, certainly back in the day, he was somebody that got the heart racing of the ladies, that's for sure, and still does for many ladies out there. Baz is a guy that I first met over 30 years ago. I've known the guys in Skid Row prior to Sebastian joining the band. Being a lifelong New Jersey native, I have seen uh, Sebastian come into this band and just the whole band blow up and the first Skid Row album do unbelievably well. And, you know, the story of Skid Row is one that has a really short shelf life because it was really just three records that they did with the original lineup before things fell apart. And that kind of sucks because they truly could have been one of the bands that gave us decades of amazing music and records. But to me, they gave us three great records with Sebastian as their singer. The third, Subhuman Race, is tragically underrated, in my opinion, and the heaviest of the three that they made. But for many, the first album, self-titled, is the landmark record and had huge hits on it, introduced the world not only to the band, a band that, like I said, I had been seeing for a few years with other singers before Sebastian joined them. As many know, much of this material, all of the material on the first Skid Row record was written by Snake and Rachel prior to Sebastian joining the band. But once Sebastian came to New Jersey and they found him, it took things to a whole nother level in terms of success and buzz. They quickly got a record deal. They quickly went on to sell millions of records. So it's a it's a pretty remarkable story. And needless to say, you know, Sebastian has made it very public that he would like to be back in the band. I think the current version of Skid Row has made it pretty obvious that they don't want him back in the band. And for whatever various reasons they have, they have stuck with them. You can say one thing about the current lineup of Skid Row. Uh, they 99% of bands go for the money grab. They clearly have not because the money they could be making with Sebastian back in the group would easily triple or quadruple their draw. And I say that with all respect to the current lineup, but that's just being honest. 
But that's not what it's about for them, and they continue to go with their current lineup of the group. Sebastian, who said to me about a year ago that if the 30th anniversary came and went for the first Skid Row record and he did not reunite with the band and they did not have him back, that he would go out on his own and play the first record in its entirety to celebrate its 30th anniversary. Well, that is exactly what is happening. Because the band Skid Row is currently constituted, at least at this moment, is not doing anything to celebrate the 30th anniversary of this landmark debut record. Sebastian has officially announced he is going out on a tour of more than two months later this year, playing the album in its entirety. As you're about to hear in the interview, I think I talked him into doing it in sequence. Many of the dates... Since this tour was announced in just about a week now, some of them have sold out in advance. So him doing this has had a tremendously successful impact. Now, they're club shows, so let's not get crazy. It's not like he's selling arenas, but two nights at the Whiskey in L.A. already sold out. A couple other shows already sold out months in advance. So clearly he is delivering, Sebastian is, what the people want and expect and want to hear, which is that first Skid Row record played in its entirety. He also, during this interview, made an exclusive announcement that in night number two in L.A., he'll play the second Skid Row album, Slave to the Grind, in its entirety, which is uh, interesting, and that show has sold out, and that's the only show he's going to be doing that at. Sebastian's current band, as he's about to tell you, consists of a a bunch of good friends, especially guitarist Brent Woods, who's a good friend, uh, Bobby Jerzombek on drums, and Rob DeLuca on bass. For a while now, Sebastian has gone the single guitar route, which is interesting considering Skid Row and all their music was built on two guitars, but Brent is the sole guitar player in the band. So that's what you'll be getting to go see Sebastian and, uh, you know, nothing from the other guys in Skid Row about any plans they or may not have. The big news that came out of this interview, and there's always a newsy, juicy headline, it seems, that everyone gravitated towards was Sebastian saying, as you're about to hear, that he invites all the past members of Skid Row who were on that record to join him and come out and jam. The only guy I could potentially see doing that would be drummer Rob Afuso because he is the only guy not currently in Skid Row. I doubt the other three guys who are in the current version of Skid Row would take him up on that offer, but that was the big news that came out of this interview. And also you will hear, and it was quite funny, uh, Sebastian going off about the fact that Rhino Records did not do any sort of special edition of the first Skid Row record for its 30th anniversary in a physical format, which I also think is absolutely ludicrous. So we get into a lot of stuff, and then towards the end of the interview, it gets cut off because, again, remember, this interview originated on my radio show last week on Sirius XM, and I have to end that radio show to the second because it's a live show. And Sebastian and I, one of our common bonds is KISS and our love of KISS. So he gets into that towards the end, and I literally get, you know, have to clip off because the show ended. But what you don't know is once the show ended and the interview you're about to hear ended, Sebastian and I continued the conversation on the phone for about 40 more minutes debating and discussing KISS. So it's always a lot of fun to talk to him. We've fought, we've argued, we've had disagreements, we've had love fests. Uh, the guy is all passionate about rock music, and I dare, I certainly can relate to that, whether I agree or disagree with whatever he's doing at any given time. But I think that it's a great move that he's doing this and embracing this record and, and uh, going out and playing it, and clearly most of the fans do as well because tickets are selling for his upcoming tour. So we'll get to the conversation with Sebastian Bach uh, in just a second. Let me tell you real quickly about Pluto TV, though. It's the leading free streaming television service. You can watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never even asked for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch for free. 
Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. So what are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. Check it out, Pluto TV. We'll be back with Sebastian Bach on this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast. The Eddie Trunk Podcast. Hey, everybody. Be sure to check out an amazing new true crime podcast. It's called 22 Hours, an American Nightmare. It's about a murder that took place in Washington, D.C. A family and their housekeeper were held hostage for 19 hours before being killed when the murderer set their mansion on fire. You'll be shocked what they went through during those 19 hours, and you won't believe how they found the guy. I won't ruin the ending, but all I'll say is pizza crust. I'm telling you, you've got to check out this podcast. Podcast One teamed up with award-winning journalist from news giant WTOP to put this story together, and the podcast has to be listened to. Download 22 Hours, an American Nightmare, now on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. New episodes every Monday. Podcast One Sportsnet is your home for the best NBA Finals postgame coverage as the Toronto Raptors duke it out with the Golden State Warriors. Kawhi, listen, I'm not going to give a guy a cookie when he's supposed to do something. Because you're supposed to do it. You're a okay. superstar. Play like that. With Dan Patrick, Rich Eisen, The Big Podcast with Shaq, Real GM, and so many more, only on Apple Podcasts and PodcastOne.com. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. All right, once again, our guest on the Eddie Trunk podcast this week is the former lead singer of of uh the former lead singer of Sebastian Bach, the former lead singer of Skid Row, Sebastian Bach, uh, my news-making interview from about a week ago that happened on my Sirius XM show Trunk Nation on Volume Channel 106 where Baz called in to talk about his just announced tour playing the first Skid Row album in its entirety and here is how that conversation went. Enjoy. Were you sleeping there? What happened? Eddie, yeah, I'm kind of getting ready for my tour, so I'm getting my uh, circadian rhythm in order. (laughs) (laughs) The challenge. Dude, I I get it. I'm I'm nocturnal too, man. I get it. Trust me, I get it. I fall asleep at the weirdest times. But anyways, I'm up and I'm ready to talk to you, Eddie, about a bunch of things, actually, that we need to get to here, so... All right. Well, I know that you said that you had a. I know that you said you had a major announcement in addition to I all do. your other announcements about the tour. Do we want to do that right up front, or or what? Well, let's talk about the tour first, and, okay. and then I'll get to that. And there's a couple other points that I'd like to discuss with you. Okay. So, <laughs> the tour, as I yes. said, as as I said before, uh, I don't know how many people remember this, but you were on with me. I don't know. You've been on with me a ton of times, but about a year ago. And I remember you distinctly saying that next year is the 30th anniversary of the first Skid Row record, which I couldn't believe, but of course it is. And you were like, if we're not going to do anything together as a band and they're not going to play the record and celebrate it with me, I'm going to go do it with my own band. I remember you saying that, and that's exactly yeah. what you're doing. Well, this isn't you know, any, anything to do uh, with the band Skid Row. It's 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 a celebration of the album, which is titled Skid Row. If it was titled Blizzard of Oz, it would be the Blizzard of Oz. (laughs) Uh, Like, unfortunately, uh, for those guys, the name of the record is Skid Row. So I'm not trying to, you know, uh, like fool the public that we're getting reunited. You know, if there ever is a reunion, reunion of skid row down the line uh that would be a whole nother thing if we were to do this in its entirety i um have a whole house full of archives of that band that are just sitting in a box many boxes uh that that someday if that were to happen that would be another kind of celebration of the five guys 
uh, not the burger chain, the the band uh, the <laughs> row. <laughs> but but, but uh, this record is is near and dear to everyone's heart the world over, and I'm finding this out by announcing this tour. It's just crazy. It's it's it, the people are freaking out. Um, I would like to say right here, right now, that any original member of Skid Row, there's five people in the world that can say that. Uh, you know, we all know who the five guys are that made that record. I have an open invitation out to any of those guys if they would like to get on stage and jam. I don't foresee that happening, but I'm throwing it out there. Um, but uh, it's it's... The bottom line is, is you only get so many 30 years. <laughs> you know, it doesn't roll around too often, like a 30-year anniversary. So would I like to celebrate it with the original members? Yes, I would. Of course I would. But who knows if I'm going to get hit by a truck tomorrow. So we're kind of like getting older now. So you can either shit or get off the pot. <laughs> I think the saying goes. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I'm celebrating this album release. It's the first album that I ever put out in my life. And one thing that I've said in interviews that I've never read in the interview, which is a fact, and maybe some of your fact checkers there can check this, about around the year 2000, my buddy Jason Flom, who signed Skid Row, and Greta Van Fleet, by the way, um, he told me at that time in 2000 that the first Skid Row record was number four or five in the top 10 selling records in Atlantic Records history. And he t- and this was a fact. This was uh, ACDC, Back in Black, I believe, is number one. Led Zeppelin 2 is number two. Foreigner 4 is number three, but Skid Row number one is either five or four or six. I don't know if that is true today, but when you have a record that has sold that many copies and it's the 30th anniversary, of course the record company is going to upload a file in celebration for us all (laughs) to download. And back in January, to celebrate, so to celebrate the top 10 release of Atlantic Records history, a file was uploaded. <laughs> and this, this celebratory file is something that we can all download. We can look at the bar going across, and then at the end of the bar... We can go, oh, my God, I've been waiting 30 years for this file. Oh, I can remember the first time I got this record with the liner notes, the lyrics. You're not going to get that in the deluxe version, folks. Baz, I got to tell you, man, you know I'm on the same page as you with that because it made me crazy, too. And I went off about it yesterday on the air, before promoing you coming on. I was like, I cannot believe that we're talking about that, that Rhino, who does such great work and has the Atlantic catalog, has not done CD, vinyl, cassette, every configuration. But you know what, man? And I don't know if this will happen, but the fact that you're doing this tour and uh-huh. celebrating this record maybe. You're doing over two months. We'll get into the dates in a second, but maybe that will light a spark to say, hey, maybe we should do a run of this thing on vinyl and CD at least. Well, the funniest thing in the world is that three months before the anniversary of this record, Rhino put out a vinyl release of Beside Ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Covers EP. someone, Someone, show me the guy. Who makes that decision? <laughs> who's, who's that guy? Okay, here it comes. 30th anniversary of Skid Row. Again, top 10 in Atlantic Records history. I'm going to say that again. Top 10 in Atlantic Records history. I'm not fucking making it up. I got told that. 
ACDC Back in Black, Led Zeppelin 2, Foreigner 4, Skid Row, File. (laughs) (laughs) You know how many releases there's been of Led Zeppelin 2? Like, (laughs) anyways, all I can think of is that somebody is waiting, you know, I hope they're not holding their breath, but somebody's just assuming that one day we will get together, you know, who knows if that's going to happen, but that's my only logic that they, I can think of, of putting out beside ourselves and not <laughs> skid row number one. It's just complete insanity. But, but uh, I got to tell you, man, with, with the news of the press release about you doing this tour and celebrating yeah. the record, that's one of the first things that jumped into my mind is these record labels. Maybe they'll look at this and be like, okay, this guy's actually going to get out and resurrect this record and play it start to finish for over two months in America. Maybe now we'll go and do a run of something and put it in the marketplace as a physical product. I hope they do i hope but i i actually think by you doing this it may it might because they're now going to see some catalyst to to sell it maybe they'll do it maybe this will actually be the thing that does it well in honest in all honesty i would love to share that with with the other members of the original band but uh but um that would make sense to me you know because I would like to have everybody's input on it. I mean, I'm just like you, Eddie. I'm a Rush fanatic. And and you said it the other day on the radio, you go, nobody did it better than them. I don't think yeah. anybody did it worse than us. <laughs> 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 because the reason, what I'm saying, like I collect all those Rush re-releases. Farewell to Kings is a six LP package with a 5.1 uh, surround mix by the guy in Porcupine Tree or whatever. It's just these guys, these, guys, these guys give their fans everything they want. That is all I'm trying to do. I'm trying to give the fans what the fans want. And, you know, somehow I always manage to do that. I always manage somehow to have an exciting idea that people – latch on to and, and it's happening right now so you're ready for the next the, the the next news buddy yeah go ahead okay here we go uh uh on this tour we are playing two nights in hollywood california at the legendary whiskey a go-go so if someone's buying a ticket uh for the first night they're gonna get the first skid row record in its entirety on the second night for one night only. Bobby Jarzombek, Rob DeLuca, Brent Woods, and myself, on the second night in Hollywood at the Whiskey, we'll play the record Slave to the Grind in its entirety. Wow. (laughs) Whoa. So... So wait, so you know, you know, I thought you were going to say subhuman race, and I was about to buy a plane ticket. <laughs> <laughs> well, Why don't you add a third day, add a dude, add a third night and do subhuman race? Only two nights, brother. So, don't control yourself, Eddie. Don't don't October, have a look. I'm looking at the date right now. October 11th is <laughs> and 12th is L.A. at the Whiskey. Then you might have another date until the 17th. You could easily do the 13th and do subhuman. Well, I'll call them, dude. <laughs> I think we got enough gigs, but you know, and I gotta, uh, I gotta, you know, give credit where credit's due. I didn't come up with this idea. Every band that I see, you know, that I like, does this for their fans. Um, you know, Eddie, I'm a vinyl wino. You, you came to my one of my yeah. chapter Great meetings, time. really into the <laughs> records and and all that. But uh, having got so into the vinyl. It's led me into listening to bands like Steely Dan, like like because their albums sound so incredible. And uh, Donald Fagan, a uh, lead singer, see you then. He he rolls into the Beacon Theater and he does one of his records six nights each record. Like this record, this night, this record, this night. I go, what the heck? I go, that is. <laughs> I go as a fan, I would want to go to hear all of them. Like. <laughs> So I was just like, that is a whole new way to present the music 
to the fans. You know, I cannot believe that I'm going to be singing Can't Stand the Heartache. <laughs> well, that's what, that's what I want to ask you about. That's okay. what I want to ask you about. The first record. So yeah. uh, that's amazing, by the way, that you'll do Slave the second night. And that night, looking at your dates, will be October 12th at the Whiskey. But the the um, the bulk of the, the whole tour is really about the first record and the 30th anniversary. Right. So let me ask you this. What, like, I obviously, every time you play, there you you're you're playing four or five songs probably from that first record in your set anyway but is okay. there anything from the first skid row record that that in your career you have never done live is can't stand the heartache I, one i cannot remember playing can't stand the heartache live in concert i i me and rachel everybody knows we have you know it's like oil and water fucking does <laughs> You know, I I remember him writing that song. He was really proud of it. And I was in the garage singing. I go, this is so poppy. Like, I just, it's real. That's, I I would say that's the poppiest uh, Skid Row song. And and he took offense that I said that and blah, blah, blah. And uh, um, that was one of our first fights. Um, But but here we are uh, 30 years later. If I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> are you going to do the album? Baz, are you going to do the album in sequence? That's a very good question. I, um, I I put a poll out on my Twitter asking the fans what would they like to hear? Would they like to hear it in sequence or on shuffle? And uh, they all explained, you know, like when The Who does this or Bruce Springsteen does this, they do it in order. And um, I guess I don't. I guess that's the way it's done. I'm just trying. This is a new thing for me, so I'm trying to do it the way the fans want to hear it. And I I'm leaning towards doing it in order, just to to have because you know, just like I like listening to records, and there's a certain familiarity when you know the end of the the song and what the next song is coming. It's kind of a cool feeling. So I think if you're going to do it, you might as well do it all the way. I think so, too. I think that's the yeah. way to do it. I've seen bands do it both ways, but I think that if you're celebrating a record and right. all that it stood for, the cool yep. thing would be to hear it played live the way you listen to it so many times. So that's start right. with Big, Gu- Big Guns, end with Midnight, and, and, yeah. and yeah, do Can't Stand the Heart <laughs> and everything <laughs> else in between. I actually never had a problem with that song. I like poppy stuff. I know the band... You know, I know most of the guys, you know, yourself included, but maybe not the biggest fan of that song. But I figured that would be the one ever, you know, every record as great as it is, has that one that, you know, most of like, like Metallica, I know, hates uh, uh, Escape from uh, Ride the Lightning. And when they did that start to finish, Lars was like, I got to play it. James has got to sing Escape or whatever. So everybody has the one. But if you're going to do the record, you got to do it. That's what makes it fun. Got to do it. Yeah. Doing it for the fans. Clock Strikes Midnight. Uh, making a mess. Haven't done those in a long, long time. And it's, it's exciting. It's fun. You know, it's just, we're lucky to be doing this, man. Like, I mean, let's be totally honest. We're running out of rock stars. (laughs) Like, I mean, I'm not to laugh. I'm not trying. I laugh when I say something that, you know, I don't really want to think about, but, but that's kind of true. So, so we're all kind of, you know, we're getting older and, and who knows what's going to go on down the line. You, you, I, you know, a lot of people my age are listening to your show right now. People, people talk about a singer's voice or, or a hair hairdo, like the guy's losing his hair. Or, I don't have either of those problems. My problem is my eyesight is <laughs> getting, is getting like, like bad. Like, <laughs> I'm not joking. Like I can't see the set list when I put it on the monitor. I have to have a music stand <laughs> that's halfway up or I can't see it. And I don't want to come on stage in reading glasses. So we better fucking hurry up and do this tour. <laughs> well, thankfully you don't sing with your eyes. So as long as you sing the stuff, I'm sure people will be fine with Whatever you got to do. Hey, I want to. No, put, and that's, if, that's a whole not, That's my next point, dude. Well, no, no, we're going to get there. Hold on, oh, okay. dude. Hold on, okay. because I got to hit a break. So let me put All you on right. hold a second if I can. Take care of a break, and we'll come back. We got more to cover. Sebastian Bach is my guest. The tour, 
All the dates are at SebastianBach.com. It starts August 29th in Nashville, and it's a, it's a long run, and you're out till November 2nd wrapping up in Pinellas Park, Florida. All the dates are on SebastianBach.com, playing the Skid Row album in its entirety. And as Baz just announced, if you're in L.A., night number two, which would be the 12th of October, he'll be playing Slave to the Grind in its entirety now, on that night, on the 12th, will you do both records, or how are you going to do no, that? No, 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 no. And, and, and i got to give props to my band once again, Bobby Jarzombek, the greatest drummer in rock and roll from Halford. Fates Warning has been with me since 2005. Uh, Rob DeLuca from UFO. Maybe you've heard of them. They're the singers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also Spread Eagle just put out. He's been with me since 93, off and on. And Brent Woods, our buddy, uh, oh, yeah. who's with Vince Neal and Live to Tell the Tale and Chevy she- Chevy Metal. He's been with me since 2005, so we- you've all seen us play before. The- you- this isn't some new thing you got to figure out if you dig it or not. You've seen us. You know the songs. Bobby will crush any drummer there is. So uh, when I said to those guys, you want to do Slave to the Grind on the second night, Props to them because they got to learn it all. They got to figure it all out. And I'm fortunate to play with those guys. And they all texted me back. They go, it's going to be work, but yeah, I'm in. So let's give it up for the guys in the band. And well, and you got to sing it all. And we'll talk about that when we come back. We'll be back with more of my interview with Sebastian Bach on this week's Eddie Trunk podcast after this. This is the Eddie Trunk podcast. Well, the life of a rocker, it's one of work, hard play, hard everything. It takes its toll on your body. Just like anything you do, it takes its toll on you, right? A lot of you guys who've uh, had various aches and pains and issues, you've turned to taking CBD. But finding an honest, reputable brand among the con artists trying to make a quick buck, that is tough. Lucky for you, there is CBD Lion, a company that prides itself on quality and third-party lab testing to show you exactly what you pay for. Let me tell you something about CBD Lion, okay? I've heard all the stuff about CBD. I don't didn't even know what it meant, what it did. I recently had some back aches and some aches in my shoulder and neck, just feeling not great and sore, and just I do a lot of traveling on a lot of planes. So I started taking the CBD Lion gummies one a day. Versus trying to, you know, get hopped up on all sorts of, you know, meds or whatever. And it I've really felt the difference. You can get CBD Lion anywhere. There's a ton of different flavors of CBD. All have different potential effects. There's a disposable vape pen, cartridge, shatter concentrate. Not into smoking like me, no problem. There's the lotion, which I've used, the gummies, the tinctures. The lotion's great for treating spots in need. I put some of that on my shoulder. The gummies taste great. You just pop one and go. The tinctures, they're the most versatile product that they have. Flavorless, so it doesn't taste like you're eating dirt. And it ranges in strength from 250 all the way up to 5,000 milligrams. Lucky for you guys, you can try CBD Lion. My listeners get 20% off your order. That's awesome. All you do is go to CBDLion.com. Enter coupon code TRUNK. T-R-U-N-K at checkout for 20% off your order. CBDLion.com. The letter C, the letter B, the letter D, L-I-O-N. CBDLion.com. Trunk, T-R-U-N-K, coupon code, 20% off your order. What are you waiting for? Try CBDLion.com. AC911, what is your emergency? A brutal murder that took place in Washington, D.C. To do what he did to four people, including a 10-year-old boy, is just beyond words. A family and their housekeeper held hostage and tortured for 19 hours before their mansion was set on fire with them inside. It's just hard to imagine that such a nice family could be the victim of something so depraved. 
In WTOP's 22 Hours, An American Nightmare, you'll be shocked by the new details of this heinous crime, and you won't believe how investigators brought the killer to justice. He did not act alone. Mark my words. Download 22 Hours, An American Nightmare, with new episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. This This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Let's get back to more of my conversation with Sebastian Bach right now on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. So, Baz, one of the things I absolutely loved when you put out this press release to announce this tour, because it is my peeve of peeves right now, it's my soapbox issue, is you made it clear and put in the press release that when you go and play, Mm -hmm. your band and what you're doing and you're singing is 100% live. 100% live. We don't know how else to do it. And God bless you. God bless you for saying that. It's a a dying art. It's a dying art. It's there's no doubt about it. And, you know, we live in a world where every band is filmed on the fans' cell phones and they run home and they immediately upload the show to YouTube, (laughs) which which every band hates, and let me tell you why. Because phones are not designed to record albums. <laughs> Bottom line, if you're standing too close to the PA, which is most of these videos, it's going to be all distorted and crappy. What we do on the road is we record on the soundboard, okay? it's The schedule of the road does not really allow for going through all the footage and posting it like an hour after the gig, you know, maybe Brett Michaels or some guy with more energy than me could do that. But I don't have the energy to do all that on the road. When I get home off the road, I go through the footage and I watch the band and I watch the performances and I see what I'm doing right as a singer. And I see what I'm doing wrong as a singer. There's lots of great footage that I've been posting that is, great it's incredible to watch and the thing is about that i don't think the general public might not realize is that when a guy like david lee roth is recording an album he's not jumping off the drum riser doing the flying leaps touching both feet off alex's kit he's not doing that in the studio while he's recording the song it's two different art forms. So Totally. So the fact that everybody most bands now go up there with a tape is because of that. Like when we joined when we started Skid Row in the late eighties, our intention going on stage was to go fucking nuts. <laughs> We would go, all five of us, put our hands with Doc McGee and, the, and Scott McGee, can't forget him, put our hands in the middle of the circle and go, ah, 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 and we would go up there like crazy people. It, like, it, was, not, it was unbelievable. It not was even un- a concern, not even no. a concern for, oh, I got to hit this note perfect because this guy's going to post it, and if I hit it wrong... Then, then it, like there was no thought of that. It wasn't even a question. It was let's go fucking crazy up there. Let's. <laughs> and it was. And it was, was an avalanche. It was. I mean, having been yeah. at those shows, even when you first came in, I uh, before yeah. you came on the air, uh, to, you know, when I was talking about this interview today, I was going down memory lane myself because I was yeah. telling the audience about. I was telling the audience the stories about the days that Skid Row would play around New Jersey before you joined the band when they had other singers playing many of these songs that were on this first record and how it changed completely the day you showed up, how it was a complete like it was an avalanche of excitement and the 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 vibe in the room and i i told the story earlier there was a old venue in in newark called studio one i used to go see skid row play 
And then all of a sudden, one day I show up to Studio One and there's three limousines in front of Studio One. I'm like, what are these limos doing in Newark? What's going on? A drug deal or something? <laughs> no, they were there because you had joined the band and each one had a different record label guy that had come out to see the band. And then when you guys Eddie, just came I hate out, to break it was like insane. Eddie, I hate, to, I hate to break this to you. Those three limos, yeah. they were there to do a drug deal. <laughs> <laughs> That and sign the band. <laughs> I'm just joking around. Both things. You know what that, but it was you know, just it was a, incredible, word, man. There's a word for what you're talking about, and that is called chemistry. And yes. that is that was a result of the songwriting from Snake and Rachel that they sent me a cassette of up in Toronto, and I say this in my book, the singer they had was like a Bon Jovi impersonator. He was everything was all low and like Bon Jovi, and I was a complete malice fanatic, Atlantic Records. Uh, and Sinister who Double. Were, who were themselves Judas Priest impersonators, but in a kind of right. more L.A., L.A., Los Angeles kind of vein to me. So I was singing this malice stuff, and, they, and Skid Row sent me their cassette, and I go, if I can sing my style on these songs, we're going to fucking kick some ass and that's exactly what happened i put in these high notes like fingers to the bone child blew a child away i said hey snake can i do this here they go yeah do that <laughs> and so we the songs took on this kind of heavy metal vibe to them but you know they're great songs I can not can never i want to give props to snake and rachel for the chemistry they had back then and when when a guy like me who's on fire hitting the stage has songs of that quality there's really nowhere else for us to go you know than 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 ruling the world that's what What was the first what was the first one you said they sent you a tape where where, what what songs were on it that ended up being on the first record what was the first things you heard i think there was five songs on there there was 18 in life and youth gone wild were the two that ended up being on the record. I think there was another one called rescue you that trickster ended up putting out. Uh, there was walk with a stranger. Trickster um, did but, that uh, one. I, I remember you was not on that tape. That was, that came up in Rachel's garage. Um, well, after I joined the band, which was our biggest hit, uh, peace of me was not on the tape. Rachel, played me that in his bedroom and i go that's a cool tune man and he's like you like this i go oh my god i love it sounded like batman to me or peter gunn or something uh Mm. but um but you know that's that was the chemistry and and snake and rachel always told me that my biggest plus that i added to the band was that i could listen to their material and figure out which ones that the fans would dig and and I, I think that's pretty accurate. <laughs> well, you were, you were like the A and R guy in the band, essentially. Then the thing is, I I I can't sing anything that that I think sucks, and 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 the stuff that I say, yes, I'm going to sing that. I'm so in love with it that I will jam it down someone's throat with my emotion about how much I'm into it. So. That's, it's like, that's, I can't sing a song that I don't believe in. I, I just can't do it. So I better start getting into Can't Stand the Heartache. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, dude, honestly, I like that song. I have no, I love poppy stuff as well. I have no problem with it. I, I think it fits on the record. I mean, I like it. I think it's cool. I, I okay. actually, actually, because, because it's one, it's probably now the one that I'm most looking forward to hearing you do because right. it's the one you never heard before. Right, exactly. I think, you know, that's um, kind of, I mean, you, you got to do 18 in life every day. You've been doing that your whole right. life to hear that or hear Midnight or hear Rattlesnake Shake. That's the stuff I yeah. don't hear all that often. <laughs> that's right. Well, you're going <laughs> to. <laughs> what's what's right. the rest so, of the second? What's the rest know, of the second? I don't know how much time we I don't know how much time we have, but but I got to tell how much time we got. Whatever I got, like ten more minutes if you need it. Okay, I have to explain to you something that. Or wait, if you want to ask me anything about the tour, go go ahead. No, anything I mean else? I think we I think we covered it. No, you're gonna do yeah. well, you're gonna do slave. You're gonna do uh, yes. you're gonna do the record likely in sequence, and yep. uh, hopefully this will inspire a 
a CD and an LP release from from Rhino beyond a file as well. I'm hoping for that also. But... <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. One thing, Eddie, man, it makes me laugh my guts out when you say on your show. Hey, man, I ran into another guy. He said, oh, I heard your show on YouTube. And you go, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. I don't <laughs> I'm going to explain to you right now what's happening. Are you ready for this? <laughs> okay. Eddie, I, I know, you, but... I, no, ahead. no. Very specifically, there's something you're not understanding. I'm, I'm going to explain it to you right now. Do you have an Apple TV? Apple TV? Have, no, I do not. You don't okay, that's why you don't get what's going on. What's what's happening is that everybody in the world that owns an Apple TV, I am one of them, hooks it up to their television set and it's got the YouTube app on it right when you plug it in, okay? It comes up all the apps. You press YouTube. You watch one video and then the algorithms start saying the next time you turn it on, it says recommended for you. So if I watch something like Kiss or Eddie Trunk or Skid Row. That's what you talk about all the time. So the next time anybody puts on their Apple TV, it says recommended. Eddie Trunk talks about this. Eddie Trunk, somebody out there right. is uploading your show to their right. YouTube channel. Okay? No, no, no. So I know every- all that. I know that because yeah. that algorithm thing does the same thing whether you're on the app or on YouTube itself. I'm aware of all that. What I, My only point when I say that is I... And you should be able to relate to this better than anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't post the stuff myself. Right. It's fans doing it. So I, when people tell me they've heard stuff on YouTube, you all know there can also be some very creative editing that goes on. Oh, so if people right, aren't right. hearing the entire show or the entire conversation, like right. a fan right now hearing this live could be taking right. our conversation. They could strategically cut some stuff out that we're saying and then post it on YouTube. Very and then people point. are hearing something completely different. That's what I mean when I say I don't know what people are hearing on YouTube because it could be very much out of context on so what you- was actually said. So you understand that, like, in my living room, after a hard day's work, I'll I'll sit down and I'll put on my TV and I'll put on YouTube and it'll say, Eddie Trunk rants on this, yeah. Eddie Trunk talks about this. And I'll sit there for an hour in my living room, not not on Sirius, but on YouTube, listening to your show. And I think that I, there's got to be hundreds of thousands of people. There are. Sebastian, the other day... The other day, I, you know, not to name drop here, but it was Lenny Kravitz's birthday. So I sent him a text to say happy birthday. And he texts me back and he goes, oh, yeah, I'm in Eleuthera or the Bahamas. Or he goes, I was just listening to your stuff on YouTube. And it's that's great. great when I hear people say that. But my yeah. only point about me saying I don't know what they're hearing is the fact that I'm not posting it and I don't know what they're hearing meaning i don't know what's being pulled out of this stuff because people aren't posting a full two-hour show they're posting Dude, whatever juicy bits i don't know what you want if, if you want to drive yourself completely insane tonight on the way home get yourself <laughs> an apple tv <laughs> plug it in plug it in your television set <laughs> and check out what i'm talking about because it's I, I but more... you don't need the apple tv you can just do it going on youtube as soon as it picks up what you watch because you know every time i go on youtube for anything i'll see the suggested stuff because of my viewing history i get all that it's fine right, I, but I, and I, by I the way i'm glad that it's out there like that yeah. i don't care i just oh, want it to be i want it to be in context of what i'm actually saying that's all well i gotta tell you it got me a lot really into your show because the one thing that I love about your show about getting rock news is that you have a sense of humor and listening to your show, you have not forgotten about the one fact that it's supposed to be fun, having fun. That's just inside you so many of these internet news sites are completely humorless and like, (laughs) Like no fun, so you're you're pretty fun. Well, and, that's and, good, man. Well, go ahead. Well, I, I have to talk to you at the very last as a Kiss fan. Are you mm-hmm. ready? 
because I know I've been listening to everything you said. Well, then hold on a second. Then hold on. If we're going to do this, I have to get one more break in. So if you want to talk about this, I got to do a break, and then we'll have like seven, eight minutes left in the show. If you want, I'm going to go get a coffee. Okay, I'll meet you here. Okay, hold on. The Eddie Trunk Podcast. Sixty seconds. That's exactly how long this commercial takes. And you know what else you can do in about a minute? You can get an offer for your car with True Car. That's right. In the amount of time it takes to floss your teeth, pet your dog, do a few sit-ups, or just listen to my voice, you can get a True Cash offer. Best of all, you can do it from your smartphone or your home. Just go to True Car and simply enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up. You answer a few questions and you'll get an accurate true cash offer from a local true car certified dealer. It's that easy. After that, you can bring your car in and they'll check it out with you together. You can ask questions and get the answers you need so there's no surprises. Then simply leave with your check or trade in your car for a new ride. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. According to Sebastian, just go to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> or you Apple According TV, to it'll pop more than me. Pop right up, yeah. Just one more point on that. You know, when you say you know all about YouTube, I think what you don't understand is that it's become part of everybody's main home entertainment thing, right? Like, it's like I watch YouTube more than I watch TV. It's just another button on my thing. It's like in the living room. Okay, so... Yeah, I've got a smart TV and all that. I know, I know how that. I have that. I've and, I, and that and and uh, Netflix and all that. I get it totally. I would rather listen to Eddie Trunk than Channel Five News, and I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm probably not the only one. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. You're taking over, dude. Okay, right. only a couple couple more minutes left. Uh, we're yes. Kiss fanatics, and I'm listening yes. to the show, and yes, just got to say a couple things here. Okay. When did you fall in love with Kiss? What year? Destroyer? 76? Uh, the new album was Rock and Roll Over at the okay. time, but the first album I bought was Destroyer. But Rock right. and Roll so, Over well, had you, just come out. Thir- 13, 12? Yes, exactly. Right. Okay, so me too. I was even younger than that getting into Kiss because I had weird parents. Uh, <laughs> but, okay, so... My point in that is KISS intrinsically at the base of their whole meaning of being a band to me is about being young. The spirit of being a young kid discovering rock and roll and discovering what it's about and being so excited. To me, KISS at the end of the day is about excitement and fun and having the most fun you ever had as a little boy, right? Going to that show, just getting freaked out. Now, I have kids, and we listen to your show. And, Eddie, I know you love Kiss, but lately when I listen to the show, I sometimes have to explain things to my kids who are so excited by Kiss, and they don't understand the whole animosity that seems to happen between you and Kiss. And I don't think, I I think at the end of the day, you are a kiss freak. I think you love, no, I don't. Think, oh, I established I, that and I admit that. We've talked about that. We've had those, we've had great, uh, yes. my, my gosh, I mean, you're the only guy in the world that I could sit in the living room and jam unmasked to and each right. of us know every song. So that's, that's undeniable. But, I'll, I will never say to anybody, I'm not a kiss fan. I'm a well, kiss I, fan from, I'm a kiss fan from 2000 back. And that includes all the 80s stuff, by the way. That includes all the 80s stuff and all the other lineups. I loved Eric Carr to death. I loved Bruce Q. All that stuff I have no problem with. I could name you every song on those records. Okay, so if you love someone to death and they're in their 70s, don't you think they deserve kind of to feel the love? (laughs) 
near death. Near I'm death? Gonna, no. <laughs> I hope they're not. Yeah, I, I love them to death. death. I'm saying these are old. They're old guys. They're old dudes. I don't know how old your parents are. My mom is 77. I could right. not see her putting on dragon boots and breathing fire. And well, then maybe they blood. shouldn't. I could see my grandma, my mom spitting blood, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, as, when dudes have given us that much over the course of their life, and they're in their last run, I think that we as KISS fans should salute them and 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 let them know how much they've given us over their lives that's that's all i'm saying and i will i will support and love everything that they gave us from 2000 back but i also cannot uh not call it like i see it and when i see someone t- uh continuing to shit talk the original guys in the band, even though they've okay. been sober for over a decade. When I see someone talk about how he's going to sing great every single night and it's blatantly a track, which the world has agreed on, uh, I can't let that hypocrisy go by. And uh, that's what I'm going to call. It. And I will not watch. Look, if ACDC, if Angus Young tomorrow said that uh, he couldn't tour anymore and ACDC announced they were going to go get a guy and put him in the schoolboy outfit and go out anyway. I would go crazy about that as well. So I don't, okay. I can't, I can't look at that, man. I can't, I, I will be a fan Th- through thick fair and thin, but there's a line. There's a line. And once the line is crossed, I don't judge you or anyone else for being okay with it. But respectfully, I'm out, and I will remember all the great times, and I will always be a fan and celebrate that, but I can't do the blind worship thing. When a band has crossed a line, I'm out. Well, like I said, that interview cut off at the very end there because my radio show, my live show, has to end on time, and we we legitimately got clipped off because it's a live show. But... As I was saying earlier, that conversation continued for about 40 more minutes on the phone. And uh, great time talking to Baz, as always. Check out his tour, which is starting in a couple of months, a few months, actually, and selling quite well, where he will play the first Skid Row album in its entirety. Thank you to Sebastian Bach. Thank you to Katie Irizarry. She is the producer of the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Don't forget, visit me online at eddietrunk.com. Music news updated daily. All my appearances are on the homepage and so much more. And be sure to follow on Twitter and Instagram at Eddie Trunk. Fan page on Facebook is also at Eddie Trunk. You guys have a great week, and I'll see you next Thursday for another all-new episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast. If you have Sirius or XM Satellite Radio, please listen to Trunk Nation live daily, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Channel 106 Volume. The replay is every night, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. And full shows and interviews are also on demand on the SiriusXM app. If you're in Los Angeles, June 25th, I'll be broadcasting live once again from the Rainbow Bar and Grill in L.A. from 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific time. No admission, no ticket, no list needed. It is free and open to the public. June 25th, the next Trunk Nation L.A. invasion from the Rainbow in L.A. You guys have yourselves a great week. Hope you catch me on the radio. If not, catch you back here next Thursday for another all-new episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast, free as always, Apple Podcasts and PodcastOne.com.
need a little boost to your self-esteem? Then check out Creating Confidence with Heather Monahan on Podcast One. I'm so grateful to have you here with me. Join the upbeat entrepreneur as she helps you figure out the keys to success, from crushing it like Gary Vee to finding self-fulfillment with comedian-turned-life coach Lisa Lampanelli. And I get out of the car and go, if they see me walking into the tanning place with no makeup on, a house coat and slippers, they're going to be like, she really has fallen. And worse, she has a freaking Nissan Sentra. Download new episodes of Creating Confidence with Heather Monhan every week on Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music field trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com.